is going on everyone good evening and welcome to tonight's show this is the xbox roundtable podcast episode number 196 the place for xbox talk on sunday nights and a little more from around the industry i'm your host invader and it's great to have you all here with us Uh, thank you for joining in we've got a lot of stuff to catch up on from uh the past two weeks gamescom Uh, came and went by pretty quickly and we'll give you our thoughts rundowns and highlights of it all as well psychonauts 2 has finally been released is this double fine's uh biggest hit on their hands well you know we will uh, definitely get into that however first let me introduce everybody on the panel tonight and joining us tonight is a pretty popular voice in the xbox community a member of a pretty well-known podcast please welcome mr cybernox hey buddy how you doing good glad to be here i'm glad today worked out it's been a few weeks in the works that we just seen our schedules just not seem to you know coincide but um yeah i don't know about popular voice out there but i do what i can you know (laughs) but um glad to be here um absolutely amazing piano i love listening to you guys and can't wait can't wait to get into these topics and you know just talk some game with you guys yeah, yeah, like you said, you know, it's it's funny uh, trying to uh, be able to match up everybody's schedule, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, uh, I can't do this. It's you know, you know, we were talking before the show, man. It's like uh, the amount of times that I've messaged you, and it's like I I always seem to like get you on like the busiest of days or weekends, <laughs> and it's yeah. just uh, you know, sometimes that's just how things work out, and thankfully things matched up. Uh, and we're in line for tonight and it's yeah it's uh great to have you here Knox. great to have you here uh, all right and let's see t- uh on to the txr panel and uh timmy buddy hey great to have you here uh how's things been at your end good having a good uh memorial day weekend happy to be here we have some stuff to talk about uh which is always nice um a lot of stuff coming up too so uh Happy to have that. Also, a great panel member in Cyber. Um, you know, I've done some shows with him on Boom's podcast, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a nice pod podcast tonight. So tune in, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. I'm just going to throw this out there: either Tim is from the past, or he's from the future. He's already on Memorial Day, or he's still back there. It's Labor Day, Tim. Come on, <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> I always got it. I always, that's, that's me. I, I get it mixed up, but uh, yeah, no, it's I the get... end of the it's the end of the summer. Hey, mm-hmm. there it is. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't gonna say anything, but hey, Knox brought it up, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the end of the summer, guys, and uh, yeah, you know, it's a long weekend, Labor Day weekend. I mean, I'm stuck working, so I don't really, I'm not getting any time off here. But uh, you know, to everyone else who's kicking back, whether it be with a barbecue, a beer in hand, spending time with family, whatever it may be, hope you're having a good time. Uh, moving on down the list here, Centurion Buddy, how you been? Oh man, what is up? It is going to be a great show this Sunday night. I am excited for it. I and I am and apparently we have talked before again. I am sorry I don't remember, but this time I'm sure it's going to be a time to remember. Um, Anybody been playing any good games? I've been stuck on Psychonauts 2, and I also just found out Maneater came out with some D- DLC. Hmm. 
I have been dipping into Psychonauts 2. Um, we'll get more into that. Like, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts later on uh, when we get into it, because that's definitely going to be a talking point. But, yeah, you know, I've been uh, dipping into a few other games as well. Um, it's been kind of a busy week for me, though, Centurion. Um, that's, I've been, that's the only game I've been able to really play, other than, like, a couple Lego games here and there with my wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, which uh, Lego game, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> God, do I want to answer. So we've been playing <laughs> the Lego Harry Potter. Uh, we are right now on the Deathly Hollows. So, yes, we have actually done from all the way from the the God, the Sorcerer's Stone all the way up to the, the final ones. And, uh, I mean, I enjoy the Lego games. Mm-hmm. How did you like the new look of the, the new Star Wars Lego game? Uh, which the the Jedi the one that for like this, yeah, the, the, the one Luke that Skywalker, say, yeah, the yeah, one at the over show. the shoulder. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, forward I really to do think it's a franchise that did needed a little bit of a I don't want to say polish, but a little bit of new uh, life injected into it, some fresh ideas. Um, I mean, if you want me to be absolutely honest. I did like them when they were still almost like a silent film. And I know as time went by, they stood, they started putting more voice acting into them. Uh, and sometimes I do wish they would have kept the voice acting to a minimum, but Hey, what can you do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's right. Uh, let's see here, guys. Shockley's running a little bit behind, but uh, we will get into the topics in a sec. Just a reminder, of, or, sorry, a reminder before we get into things that uh, last week we had a really fun show and insightful interview uh, with the game director of 12 Minutes, uh, Luis Antonio. I highly suggest checking it out if you want to learn more about uh, 12 minutes and just the game industry in general. We had a fun time uh, talking to him. Uh, really, really cool guy. And yeah, it was just it was just cool picking his brain for like uh, an hour and a half, just learning things and uh, ah, just really down to earth. I really enjoyed it. And uh, we got to get him on again sometime soon. I know he was interested in that. Maybe for his next game. Hmm. But, uh, okay, guys, uh, let's start off by uh, going into the first topic, talking about Gamescom. And admittedly, it wasn't, like, a huge announcement-filled event, uh, but it still had some pretty cool stuff in there. Uh, Xbox seemed to have had a decent-sized showing. And, you know what, I would like to know what everyone thought of it. Uh, You know what, Cybernox Buddy, uh, since you uh, came on as the guest, I'll start off with you. Uh, Did anything catch your eye? Uh, sure. Um, I thought overall the show itself, I thought it was a mediocre show, right? Um, I think that was, uh, the overall, um, how, how, like overall how the community felt, I would say, um, they knocked it out of the park at E3. So I thought that they were going to keep that same format going forward, you know, uh, minimize the interviews and things like that. But, um, a lot of things did catch my eye. Dying Light 2 caught my eye right at the beginning. You know, I thought that was a really great way to start. But then it kind of just, you know, plateaued a little bit with the interviews. I think they were a little bit too long. I think one key aspect of it mm-hmm. was obviously xCloud going into, you know, um, right. let's say 
the the Xbox One, OG Xbox One, and um, Xbox One S and things like that, being able to utilize xCloud to play next-gen games, I thought that was brilliant. You know what I mean? That was a, a really well, um, a, ve- a very big announcement that kind of got overshadowed by everything else within the show that people didn't like. Um, but they did show, uh, you know, it's it's good to, for them to see like State of the K two got a, a, a another great update. You know, I I love that they keep going back and updating and keep giving uh keep you know giving services, keep adding content to all these games that people seem to love. They mentioned they're the State of the K at one point or at, at its highest peak had ten million players. You know. So there's always a potential there when you introduce a new, uh, new, you know, whatever DLC you're introducing that people are going to generally come back. Um, uh, I thought it was, a, like I mentioned, I thought it was an okay show. The humble, the humble, uh, the humble, uh, humble games. Uh, the bundle? Or the, I think sorry, the, the going bundle. into Game Pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going into Game Pass. I mean, I, when I watched the show, I watched the shout out uh, uh, to indie D and gamer. I watched it, you know, on his channel, and um, a lot of people were psyched for that when that humble bundle, uh, all those games are going to come to Game Pass. So I thought that was um, also a very, you know, interesting uh, news and and um, something really, you know, good to see coming to Game Pass continually. You know, the the service it's selling itself now. And um, like I said, uh, I think they did okay. I didn't think it blew anyone's socks off, but um, some of the announcements on the Xbox stage to me uh, was uh, that I you know, liked the most was uh, Dying Light 2, the Humble Bundle uh, announcement, and uh, State of Decay 3, uh, State of Decay, State of Decay 2, the DLC. So um, yeah, that was it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool, actually. That was one of the smaller announcements, but they basically, for, yeah, State of Decay 2, they did, a, it's a free update, and yeah. they did the entire map from the original version and, and uh, bring right. it, yeah, like, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I, I never played the game, but, I mean, that's, oh, pre- man. that's mm-hmm. some pretty cool stuff, considering that they're working on State of Decay 3. Yeah, I will say if you enjoy a co-op experience, right, and um, you play the first State of Decay and you enjoy that experience, State of Decay 2, sure, at first, um, there were, it was a little bit buggy. There is um, a catch when it comes to when you join someone's game. Uh, you would progress someone's story. You wouldn't progress your story, but you would take, you know, uh, resources back to your own playthrough, right? So that was a little bit of a... Um, a knock that I think a lot of people, you know, were like, Hey, you know, I spent, you know, four or five hours helping this someone out. And then I come back, all I get is the resources. I didn't progress my game at all. Um, but from, you know, you still have a great experience on state of decay. I think the game has continuously gotten better and better and better. And if you like that survivor, um, you know, aspect and and um a little bit of horror into there too that state of decay man i i I highly recommend it and fun story side note really quick when i played state of decay uh, my my first time around i didn't know there was permadeath right so i'm upgrading my character the whole time the whole time and i'm just having fun never died once and then i faced the juggernaut so i'm over here and i'm like oh fine you know he takes me and he rips me in half and then my game restarts, and I'm just like, where's my character? 
where's my character that I've been leveling up this whole time? So there was like a real consequence to that world, which I really appreciated, you know? So you, you actually have to be a bit strategic as well when you go out into the world and you're looking for resources and you're, you know, trying to build your community and things like that. So uh, yeah, State of Decay, uh, amazing game. I highly recommend it. If anybody likes co-op, please, please give it a try it's a really fun experience and i forgot to really quick to uh x cloud obviously the, that announcement blew my you know to me it was uh it was an amazing announcement very important especially with you know all of these consoles all these chip shortages and people not being able to get their hands on next gen um hardware now there's they have a solution for you right which means you can literally be using any hardware you have right now and through x cloud they'll be able to you know, experience next gen um, games. So that's pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you make a good point there uh, talking about the uh, Xbox cloud uh, uh, gaming, because uh, you talk about the chip shortages, but even for uh, people who still have Xbox one, it's mm-hmm. like uh, for people who are just aren't able to play next gen games or experiences, um, you know, it gives them a chance to be able to play it without going for the console. So, I mean, that, that's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, you know, that's a, it's a pretty cool thing. Again, I really enjoy what Xbox has been able to build up. And yeah, it looks like this is coming, I think, at the end of the year. So, I guess closer towards yes. Christmas time mm-hmm. from the sounds of things. Um, yeah, that was a pretty big announcement. Uh, you interested in Forza Horizon 5 at all? Oh, of course. Of course. They showed Forza too. But th- that's the one thing that I will say about the show, right? Forza Horizon, Forza Horizon 5, a- absolutely amazing. Like a show stunner, right? But we knew that already. We we saw that at E3. We knew it was coming. We did see... I, I was kind of heartbroken. The the one thing that... <laughs> when you um, when you get into the festival, right? Uh, the, the introduction to the festival when you how how you get to the festival it's like it's like a a surprise you know you kind of oh what are they going to do now and they kind of like snuck that in there they showed it they showed the intro and i was just like no (laughs) why you can't taking my surprise away from me but um it looked amazing man and and if you think about how talented that that team is still working on i believe the the last uh you know last gen engine and the game looking like that and running the way it runs and it just seems that they've consistently, you know, been upgrading how, uh, how in, you know, how um, multiplayer is going to work, how seamlessly everything is it just seems to be. It's, man, big, you know, a round of applause to um, <clears throat> to the studio. To, um, well, they uh, also had three years of development, too. So Sure, yeah. So yeah. It, give, it gives you a sense of what time does when you, when you give these developers time, right, Tim? So it's just like, man, I, I can't, you know, praise them enough. They, it looks absolutely stunning. And to know that they're also working on Ford, uh, on Fable is just like, wow, what can we expect from that? You know, Forza looks amazing, though. I think that's a game that's going to, you know, surprise a lot of people if it hasn't already. Mm-hmm. Did you all see that where they're uh, someone I saw someone post that they were trying to equate the deluxe edition of Forza Horizon 5 to like, hey, it's a. 70 or 80 dollar game <laughs> i'm like oh, but it, that, <laughs> it's the deluxe version oh my god and if if you want to go there just like a gt it's even worse mm. they price you i mean that's what you're going to get with these games because 
we all know those car licenses uh, come at a premium. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm again. I'm up in Canada. We already pay close to a hundred dollars per game, oh, anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we get kind of stiff there because of the dollar difference. But uh, yeah, with all the licensing and mm-hmm. stuff, it is kind of tough. Uh, I know a lot of people were talking about the yeah, Forza Motorsport Seven going out of Game Pass. I mean, it sucks. I mean, I wish there were more workarounds for that, but it is what it is. Um, Hasn't there been um, a known though that uh, I I think it's how many years is it every is it every five years you know that there's a, a Forza game that you know the license yeah. is just run out I think it's five years I'm not sure so yeah but I it's pretty it's much every... any of these car mm-hmm. games uh, yeah. GT6 did the same thing GT Sports gonna probably do it once the GT7 right. drops next year you're gonna see the same thing happen because. Those car li- the car license, uh, the or people that license out the vehicles, they kind of call the shots. Because <laughs> if you want right. their vehicles, like Xbox, Microsoft didn't call the shots. They're not going to bully them to do anything because they can just like say no. And there's a million other, you know, iRacing, a set of Corsa. Like there's so many other <laughs> project cars. They don't, <laughs> mm-hmm. they don't need to say yes to you. So they call the shots. So that's how that works, right. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, did you guys see the uh, the limited edition Forza Horizon Five controller that got announced? Yes. What do you What do you think about that, Knox? Does it look good? Um, I me personally, I thought when I saw it, I said it looks more like a Dirt Five controller than it does a Forza. <laughs> I guess that so, was yeah. my that was like my first reaction to the controller. Um, I thought it looked okay. I didn't think it looked too bad. Um. Like I said, it just didn't scream out Forza Horizon to me. Uh, like the colors and everything just seemed to match up with their five. But um, I did like the translucent on the controller, you know, the transparency on it. So you can see the inner workings of the, you know, components in there. But um, I did understand it. You know, it's a festival. So they're mixing all these colors and they have, you know, like the smoke going into the controller. So um I, I personally wouldn't get a controller like that, but I do think it looks it looks good for someone who you know enjoys uh, that game in the way it looks. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny you bring up Dirk because I was gonna say like Rage Two kind of a look to it. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah, yeah exactly with like the different uh, like the colors splashed on the controller. Like I think it looks okay. Um, I'm actually happy that they came out with a controller for it, a limited edition, and it looks fine. Is it to my tastes necessarily? Maybe not so much, but I, I could see why people uh, could like it. It's it's fun, you know. I I could go either way yeah. with it personally. So, um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, let's see. Yeah, those uh, Knox, you brought up the uh, humble bundle indie games mm-hmm. uh th- that was actually pretty cool a whole bunch of those getting put into uh, game pass day one um you know some cool titles there uh what else i don't know if anybody saw but the uh, little indie exclusive game that xbox has the gunk it uh, had a gameplay trailer and uh, uh-huh. a release date actually uh for well at least an approximate release date uh, for uh, december of this year so mm-hmm. you know the end of the end of this year is going to be pretty tight with games actually from the looks of it 
Uh, the guy, I think it looks pretty cool. I don't know what you guys think of it, but uh, I kind of caught my eye with its uh, gameplay and yeah. just the color palette of it personally. I like those kinds of games, so I could definitely get on that. Uh, anything else, else stand out to you guys uh, during the Xbox uh, Games Kong Showcase? Well, for me, I mean, listen, I didn't come into it expecting much mm-hmm. because they had E3 and it was two months after E3. Uh, with that being said, um, I thought it was uh, it was noteworthy that with, with Halo, uh, I think they did a good job on the custom console and and and, and obviously the Elite Halo controller. Um, I thought that stuff was good. Um, and there was a lot of people who were like, oh, they're you know they're they're never going to show the campaign. Um, I just feel like they're they with the whole thing. They're obviously in a position where. They have to show it at its absolute best. And the only way they could probably show it at their absolute best is when you're almost done with it or closer to, uh, you know, uh, to the release date. So I kind of knew that they, when they didn't show, when they showed the multiplayer and they showed that trailer, that that's where they, they you know, uh, were going with that thought process. And I personally don't have a problem with that. Um, because I do think that they have to show it at its best possible look. And to be honest, two to three months make a huge difference. So if they could wait two months or three months and then they show the gameplay a month out or whatever, um, I think that that's better than showing it uh, in a lesser in a lesser way or in a less they're basically showing it with its its best possible way mm-hmm. uh, that it could look. And I, I don't have a problem with that. A lot of people did have a problem with that. Other than that, I thought the show was uh, pretty good. I'm glad they went to it. And um, You know, it's interesting that no one's asking about where's Elden Ring's gameplay when it comes out in January. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, listen, uh, yeah, listen, I'm sure there was like a snippet of like two seconds of gameplay in the right. trailer, but well, like, listen, there's been no, <laughs> and we've I, never seen it. We haven't yeah. seen we'll more of the game of awards. Where is it I out? Just, it's supposed just, to drop in what? Less than a yeah. year? God of War? We haven't You're even right. seen a glimpse. Well, I just think that the Xbox, uh, the Xbox brass, though, is very. Um, is it mismanagement? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know i mean the xbox press is very uh gun shy with it and rightfully so they didn't have a great showing with halo and you know as people say it's their you know it's their biggest title it's their biggest game it's you know it's their it's their you know uh marquee game and and they have to show in its best light and to show a trailer to be honest takes from what I've been told about like a whole dev team, like two weeks, it's not something that you could just like, you know, wing. you have to actually stop making the game, get the people all on board and get the game uh, for a trailer or gameplay. And, and it takes time off the de- de- developmental cycle. So um, yeah, I have no problem. And Joseph Staten said as much too. He basically said what basically I, I just was outlining that they're going to show it. Uh, they're just in the process of uh, you know clearing bugs and and you know playing the game numerous times over and over 
to encounter as many situations as I can to see as many situations where there's issues and stuff like that. Uh, I do feel like you're going to get a good game. People can say you're getting an incomplete game. You're not getting co-op. You're not getting forge. I do feel though, uh, while the, the, those are big emissions, uh, they will come. And I do feel like what product you get from Halo is going to be very good and polished. I don't think this is going to be like a, a Halo MCC case hmm. um, or that type of stuff. I think you're going to get a good game. Yeah, just to chime in, and I agree with what Shockley was saying and what you were saying, Tim. Um, just to add on, though, because, again, you had mentioned, like, the delays to Forge. Obviously, co-op's a pretty big, uh, you know, admission there. And there, there, there's a few other things as well. Um, I guess what I would add on to that is, while I am confident i am hopeful about you know the game and i think once we see gameplay and you know when once they're prepared i think we will be blown away i just since we've had a few like since 343's already come out and said oh this isn't gonna be in the game that's not gonna be in the game i think a lot of fans are wondering you know okay is there anything else that's not going to be in the game at launch or that we're going to have to wait a year for and it's because it would be nice for them to say okay uh this is going to be in there you know just list off all the modes and whatnot that are going to be in there because you know i get people wondering is firefight going to be in there is this going to be in there so i can understand why you know certain aspects of the fan base are you know just kind of wondering what's going on right a couple of months before release now again i do agree with shockley you know it's not like we've seen elden ring gameplay a lot of that but yeah you know it would be it would be nice to see some more stuff from halo i'm kind of hoping that we see some within like the next month that would be kind of nice you know just to counter the uh the new playstation showcase that's coming next week so that'd be kind of nice mm. but mm -hmm. uh yeah, I mean, you know, I, I would love to see. I mean, I am confident with Joe Stain at, at the helm that we will see something polished. And 343 is under a lot of pressure, too, guys. You know, that's another thing. Uh, oh, yeah. They still get, you know, there's a lot of flack because, again, that first that very first demo wasn't as polished as what a lot of people thought. And I can understand why that they, they would be clamped down. I totally understand that part. But just, again, there's, uh, you know... I can understand why some people are curious, and they have a right to ask questions about the game, no doubt. I have my own questions, but, uh, you know, either way, uh, I think we're going to be getting a new flight soon from the sounds of it. I know that they've been teasing things. I didn't get into the first flight. I don't think anybody on this panel did. Nox, did you get in on the uh, first Halo Infinite beta by chance? Or flight? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get in there and I tell you what, it felt like a breath of fresh air playing Halo again. Especially, I'll tell you, it, it was it was amazing. You know, shout out to Cotton. Uh, he was in there uh, on the flight as well. We played a couple games. I played with, you know, Boom. Uh, Kay Asante got in there as well. So it, it was just great, man. Like playing Halo again, and it felt it, it felt right. It felt good. It wasn't this, um, you know, what we're used to. Let's say with Warzone, this pretty much fun, fast-paced switch shooter, which I love, by the way. It just felt refreshing, right? It felt like Halo again. Like, oh, here's a really good Halo multiplayer. Um, in the Halo um, 
I, there were a couple bugs here and there, but that was expected. You know, this is a flight. They were just testing out bots and for them to go. Uh, it was funny because we were talking about like, oh, it would have been nice if they let us play like an hour or so like a uh, PVP, you know. And then as we were talking about it, we we're I think Ainsley from uh, a seasoned game and was on with us and he was just like back out because they just opened up PVP. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> but um yeah yeah it was great uh it felt really well like the weapons balancing felt good it felt like they had weight to them you know um i didn't mind um it took me a little bit to get used to the outline but a- after i got used to it um i did not mind it the outline on the enemies because now you know with all the customizations and things like that it's you know obviously people want to do their own thing so they had to figure out a different way for for you to identify the enemy i thought that was a pretty unique and smart way to do it so um yeah, um, movement felt, uh, you know, incredible. I just had to get used to not running so much. I'm so used to like just, you know, Halo's a complete, if you think about uh, a, a very strategic map control, you know, not running gun, it's, you know, you have to hit your shots kind of game. Halo's it to me, you know, knowing the map and, and you know, uh, communication with your team is key absolutely key um mm-hmm. one person can't change the course of a match you know what i mean it, it, it's it, it was great it, it felt like a, like i mentioned a couple of times now it's a breath of fresh air it felt amazing um all this halo talk with the campaign even though it hurts my heart dearly as well or what's going on um uh you know if they if they give us a an outstanding and, and quality um campaign right off the bat you know we won't forget about this in 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 the weeks to come so mm-hmm. we'll see yeah again i just think everybody's just curious uh again what modes will be available for multiplayer and whatnot uh yeah so mm-hmm. I, I think that's a fair question but they should have that answered uh, fairly soon i think i'm just curious like again how many maps we're gonna get how many are gonna be arena how many are, are going to be big team battle uh, firefight's a big one for me. Um, right. so again, we'll see, we'll see, uh, about all that. Um, listen, Halo is like dear to my heart. You know, I can talk Halo all day. So it, it's just like, um, it, my nephew now he's getting into Halo, right. And he wants me to play the campaigns with him. He just asked me all the time. Oh, can you help me out on this level? Can you help me out on this? And he's excited for infinite, but I don't think he knows that there's no co-op there yet. So I kind of got to, you know, either tell them right now or kind of stall them on some of these campaigns for a couple of months. So, you know, we can experience that together. So, yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's not that it's unfortunate. It's it's, in my eyes, it's a little bit unfortunate to see what's going on um, with Halo. You know, that franchise, it's it's such a big franchise that means so much to so many different people. It means a tremendous amount, I, I believe, to Microsoft. And for them to uh, see, let's say, let's call them a few missteps along the way mm-hmm. and affect the way this game is launching. It, it's kind of, it kind of, you know, kind of hurts a little bit, but uh, I'm sure, like I said, if they mm-hmm. deliver quality at the end of the day, that's what most people want. Yeah. yeah people are going to completely forget about that. If the game is like, Oh, the single player is amazing. And the multiplayer is amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. What is there to complain about? Like, mm-hmm. Either they delay the game and you get the co-op nine month, or three months later anyway, or they don't delay the game and you still get co-op three months later. It's like, right. 
And come on, if you're really a Halo fan, you can play through campaign once. Come on. You oh, can yeah. do it. <laughs> like, otherwise, I don't think you actually care about spoilers or the war. So I that's just kind of like a made-up complaint to me. It's like, if you really cared, then you would be able to play through the campaign by yourself at least one time. And this is more of an open game. So if you think about it, you're going to want to explore more in certain areas. Whereas if you're playing co-op, you might not want to both go the same way. Like, because it's a you know, pretty big open from what we've seen. It looks mm-hmm. like a pretty open world, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Now, yeah. what do you guys think about the, uh, I think Tim had brought this up, what do you guys think about the, uh, like, the the collector's edition uh, or limited edition controller and console for Halo? Do, do you guys think it looks sharp, or is it a pass? I love it. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely, uh, man. I would have. I, I try to get it day one. one. Uh, me too. <laughs> it's not on the Gears Five level, Xbox One X, but it's pretty good. But I'm not gonna. Unlike with that one, I totally sold my One X and got <laughs> you know that what, Gears Look sick. <laughs> I th- I think you might be right, man. That Gears Five. You talking about the white one, right? With the. Oh, I kept that one. Just as with a, the etched. Oh, place like yeah, to put it on your yeah, mantle even that, well I after I don't use here. it. I'm still keeping it for from now on <laughs> i wasn't a fan of it of the gears one until i saw it in person when i saw it in person i saw what they did when it I, looks like I actual ice absolutely <laughs> blown away oh my god it was so good so good but i wish i could have got that halo one the elite two controller uh the master chief one that actually i'm sorry i think it's a good clean looking controller um but yeah with everything going on in my world i just there's no way I could have won the argument of wanting to buy another Series X right now. Mm-hmm. You could always get that Cortana controller. <laughs> I tried to get it. I couldn't get it. And I'm still, you know, I really like the um, the fact that it's it's an Xbox Series X is awesome. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and it's early. Uh, I didn't think that they would do this. But I like. I also like, you know how it has that green uh, on the normal one, it has the green halo on the top of it, or whatever you yeah, want to yeah. call that thing. Mm-hmm. It has a blue one. Um, it looks like instead of green, uh, which I thought was really, uh, you know, uh, nice. And I like, I just like the way the console looks. Uh, you know, I don't think that the Series X is kind of conducive to. Uh, I guess you could do custom consoles. The other ones are, are kind of easier to do or could look sleeker, sleeker. but for what it is, um, I have to say that it was uh, it really, um, you know, it, I, I would have bought it if I could have gotten it. Oh, if I could, if I had oh, the yeah. extra, if I had the extra scratch laying around in my pocket, the, the thing would already be pre-ordered. Like, well, I mean, I tr- it's, you can't it's, even it's pre-order it. You can't. I tried to pre-order the day. Guys, you know, I tried. It, it, it was <laughs> crazy. I oh. tried for the two days after it, you know. It was like, <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing a lot of I see a lot of people not mentioning. Everybody mentions the console and the elite too, but I really like the controller on the, uh, the that comes with the infinite console as well. I think it looks really good. It looks really sleek. I thought it was really, really now, well done. 
here's to add on to that, and this goes with what uh, Noof Nukem is uh, saying in the chat. Hey, Noof, thanks for dropping by, buddy. Um, so the Elite controller, yeah, is the one that uh, is the limited edition one, and I, I, I think it's pretty cool. I think it looks nice, uh, but I have to be with uh, Noof on this one. It's like two hundred and fifty dollars Canadian. I don't know if I could drop that Oof, much cash. Yeah. Um, I already have an Elite. I kind of wish, or I really wish, I should say, that they just had uh, like a regular controller. You know, um, you know, like an eighty dollar controller, limited edition one, like they've done with previous Halos, like Halo Five, Halo Four, and. They might. I would think they would sell it by itself. They did with that with the Gears Five controller that came with mm-hmm. it. They sold that by itself. So maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. It's just they haven't really said anything about that, and I, I would totally pick one up. It's just it's a a thing for me. I like collecting the uh, controllers. I mean, so, so I'm not trying to be the Debbie Downer here, but with what I know in my industry, they were probably only able to manufacture enough controllers to consoles, which is why. Thanks, Debbie. I'm just, I'm just saying they're probably trying. Maybe they're trying to manufacture more before they announce it to see what levels they can get it to. But right now, guaranteed, they're focused more on making sure that every Halo Edition console that gets printed out also has the the correct controller to go with it. Well, do you guys think we'll have another batch of Halo Infinite bundle or consoles that we'll be able to pre-order? Have they said anything? Or no, I'm sure some will have to be ready limited. for anniversary to like go up or in stores at least. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think it's going to be very hard to get. Uh, uh. They made it limited, um, and I do think that um, it's not going to be the easiest to get. Uh, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to go into a store. The shortages are going to be continued for the chip shortages. And that, you know, obviously affects everything, Series X and uh, custom consoles. Um, that's going to be till like, I would say, 2022, mid-2022. So at this point, you know, it's it's going to be, I, I think that they put out only a select few. And the novelty is to get it. And, you know, uh, a lot of people will make money selling it, too, aftermarket. You could get it. But it's oh, probably yeah. like eight hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the YouTubers that I've been listening to that didn't want to go through the whole chaos of the day one purchase were uh, buying them resell for like seven fifty, eight hundred bucks. Oh, wow, that's uh, extortionate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's rough. Uh, Centurion. Um... I know you're a little quiet on like the different uh, game announcements for uh, Gamescom. Did anything really stick out to you? Oh yeah, I just wanted everybody to get theirs, uh, get theirs in. Um, the one that stood out for me was uh, Stray Blade. I, mm. I want to know more about this game. I'm actually I got like a file on my computer on when I'm ready to start doing a video on this. I'm gonna start digging as digging up as much info as I can find. Um, that was the one game to me that kind of caught my interest. Um, when at first I saw it kind of had those reminiscent, uh, vibes of when you first, remember when you first saw Biomutant, you were kind of like, what is this? Mm Kind of like that with Stray Blade. I mean, you just see this weird little creature that appears out of nowhere and starts pretty much talking to the other character. And now I just got to know more. It looks um very very heavy combat based i i don't want to throw the word souls on it or anything like that but it definitely was 
a third person a third person perspective uh slasher we'll just at least say that i don't know much about the mechanics uh but other than the game other than that one thing that leapt out at me I'm like Tim Dog. I did not walk into Gamescom expecting them to just all of a sudden, you know, have, you know, fireworks and all this great, amazing stuff going off. Um, I really liked how Paris and um, forgive me, I'm bad with names. Uh, the one lady that was also there, they did a really good job compared to the previous show on Twitter. Um, I felt like at least the two hosts of the show felt like they brought a lot of energy and they had a lot of knowledge to the products they were talking about, too. Um, and I mean, we all got really something from it. And I mean, everybody, like, I remember the top gun thing for, uh, oh my God, Microsoft flight simulator. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. forgive me. That's actually, I have not played flight simulator yet, but I feel as soon as the top gun DLC comes out, I'm probably going to do it at that point. Um, state of decay Two. um, really looking forward to downloading this game again, playing it again. I was a big fan of State of Decay 1. I played State of Decay 2 very heavily when it first came out. And to see that they have added a large amount of DLC to this game and pretty much made an entirely different game compared to what I first played when it first came out, I'm looking forward to playing it again. Uh, let me see. The show is kicked off with Dying Light 2. Mm -hmm. A really awesome gameplay trailer. Really enjoyed seeing that game is going to probably... Uh, Hopefully get, dude, it does suck though that it's launching the same week as Halo, the day uh, before Halo. Yeah, that's, I want to say that bad. that game hopefully gets some good recognition. Um, <clears throat> now, is it bad? Like, excuse me, by the way, for doing that. Is it bad though? Is it launching the day before? These are two totally different style of games. Um, unless you're a hardcore, if you're already in a hardcore multiplayer, like just wanting to play multiplayer, multiplayer, multiplayer. I don't really see State of Decay 2 being up your alley very heavily. I'm saying, and now if the campaign for Halo is what interests you, um, that's where, obviously, you're going to have that big debate, but that's where I really do think with Halo, there is going to be some people that are going to grind out the campaign extremely fast because they just want to know how long it is so that way everybody can get on Twitter and complain. But um, <laughs> I'm just being blunt. I'm just being blunt. Uh, but I really feel with State of Decay 2, there's going to be a lot of people that are just going to grind out Halo just to do it. And they're all going to go back to State of Decay 2. And that's where I really feel I'm hoping that it's going to get some recognition in the fact that we're talking about a game that will be sculpted based on your decisions. Uh, from the gameplay trailers, we saw how the environments change based on your decisions and how the the clans and other gangs in the neighborhoods um, evolve based on your decisions. It looks like a really great game. And I'm looking forward to State of Decay 2 when it comes out. I mean, not State of Decay 2, Dying Light 2. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I keep doing that. Um, there was a lot of stuff, though, that came out of that show. Um, and there's also a lot of great games of names that I'm going to just totally get wrong. So I'll just pass the mic. <laughs> I told you I'm bad with names. I do it all the time. I will say that one little game did catch my eye that was in the Xbox uh, like indie reel with uh, the Humble bundle, I think it was, the Humble games, and that was Into the Pit. It's this like fast-paced uh, retro first-person shooter, and I, I think you're like some kind of a mystic or a wizard or something, and it's like I have to well, use like... I, oh, yeah. I thought Doom. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I thought that I thought that was a that really caught my attention. I want to learn more about that. And I think it comes out sometime in October, so not too far uh, away. Now, what's the other one? Uh, oh my gosh, uh, looked like Asian style game, sword play, very clean looking. Um, it was the second game. Oh my god, dude wears a mask. I see. This is I. That was another one that stood out to me. And that funny part is somebody was talking about it earlier today, and I can't even think of the name right now. Um, uh, whatever. It's You're definitely talking about Forza, right? <laughs> Not, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the swords, the masks, um, the, the, the assassin-like gameplay, yes, definitely Forza. Totally. Uh, let me just go through the list here. Uh, State of Decay, Psychonauts. Mm. Was it part of the humble, uh, the humble games, or or was it its own thing? Oh, but I think it's not exactly the world's. I think it's. Oh my gosh! Now I've just interrupted the show. Mm. I can't remember to be honest with you. Now that's really bugging me. If somebody knows in the chat, please let us know. Um, either way, I mean there were some really cool announcements um, across the board. And again, they they didn't show a lot, a lot, but they had a lot of good stuff in there. I thought, and I, don't know, I just overall, like again, you know, that because of the current global situation, like it's kind of hard to do these shows, and I'm I'm pretty understanding. But I thought they did a, a decent job. Um, you're not talking about Stray Blade, are you? Nope, I already mentioned Stray Blade. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, uh, whatever. Um, I guess like another thing I want to talk about. This wasn't a part of the um, the Xbox showcase, but you, did you guys uh, see the Saints Row reboot trailer? Because that got a lot of uh, flack. <laughs> I did not see that trailer. No. What about Doke V? Hmm? Am I the only one that noticed Doke V? There's a lot of a lot of people enjoy their a lot of comparisons to Pokemon, right? Um, I I I dude, for some reason, I've had people say it's like Grand Theft Auto for kids. I don't know how the heck they got that comparison, <laughs> but uh, beyond me on that, the game looks crazy though. Because I mean, all the colors and just crazy stuff going on screen, it is just totally hard to not notice. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, yeah, I mean, with regards to Saints Row, I mean, we'll see, guys. That's supposed to be coming out early next year. Um, I know, like, I was a fan of the Saints Row game. In fact, I'm playing the fourth one right now. I'm, I'm at the end, and I don't know. Like, it's a little crazy. I understand why they need to do a reboot, but, I mean, at the same time, I wasn't a huge fan of this new trailer. I have to see more of it. I'm just kind of like, eh. Yeah, you know, it's a wait and see kind of a thing, but mm-hmm. I, I do know it was all CGI, right? The trailer or no? Yeah, that's correct. They did that. Okay. They did come out, I think, a couple of days later with uh, some gameplay, if I'm not mistaken. They showcased like the new city um, and the characters. I think I just a lot of people aren't really feeling the the new characters from uh, what I'm to understand. Uh, granted, I mean, you can make your. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can make your own boss and do the customization. You can get pretty carried away there. But I think it was just, just how the developer was going about talking about it, Volition. But, again, I need to see more before I start, like, really hammering mm-hmm. things. Like, I, you know, you got to be fair to the developers on this one. But, again, wait and see. 
Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, pretty, I don't know, this is an alright Gamescom show. Uh, there's some more shows down the line, down the tubes. I know Xbox was talking about uh, Tokyo Game Show, which is in a, what, at the end of the month. So that's pretty cool. They were talking about having right. some exclusive things there. As well, uh, Sony is having a show, like their showcase next week. So we will wait and see on that one. I think a lot of people are pretty, you know, excited to see some stuff coming out of their end because they've been, well, fairly quiet. I mean, we'll get into uh, one of their games later on in the show. <laughs> there's a little bit of uh, controversy there. Um, but yeah, there's some good stuff to look forward to. And you know what? I think on, you know, that note, ending off of Gamescom, we'll move on to a recently released game, and that is Psychonauts 2. It got released. It's been getting, well, you know, quite a bit of critical praise, and it seems to be Double Fine's, I mean, I'm going to call it this, the best game that they've done to date, and I, I like a bunch of their games. I mean, I was a big fan of Iron Brigade. Uh, they've done some really cool experimental stuff. Brutal Legend, <laughs> I really love to this date. Oh, yeah. I, I hope they do another one. Um, but yeah, I know a few guys on the panel have uh, been able to play it. I mean, I'd like to get everybody's take on Psychonauts 2. And you know what, I'll start off with you, Centurion. I, do, I know you've been uh, playing a bit of it. Uh, what's your thoughts on this title? Well... To be absolutely honest, when Psychonauts 2 was first... Well, let's just go back to E3 when... Um, oh, my God. What's his name again? The guy over at Double Fine. Tim Schafer? Tim Schafer. There we go. See, forgetting names is my thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tim Schafer, when he first came out on stage and was introduced that um, Microsoft had uh, bought them, um, I pretty much did not know who he was. Um, and fast forward to uh, just before the game released, um, it was really not on my radar and all of a sudden content start dropping about this game. Uh, invader was talking about it. Other people were talking about it. So I really wanted to check this game out. And as I started discovering how the game was crafted, um, to basically have a focus, uh, for individuals that have, um, I hate saying the word mental health, mental health, but the game definitely has a heavy emphasis on mental health. You have enemies known as censors, you have um, doubts, you have um, just a wide variety of basically mental roadblocks that you could have on any given day in the real world. And it's really interesting to see how Tim Schafer actually was able to give a an almost um, imaginative persona to some of these concepts like uh for the idea of doubts because it's something that weighs you down you have this insect creature that's trying to drop heavy weights on you i just liked how imaginative um tim schaefer was with psychonauts this game has totally changed um my perspective on smaller developers i mean this game is very beautiful to stare at it's very imaginative i'm in the casino level right now to understand the casino level um, you just have to play the game, but I thought it was really funny, especially in a certain part on how the tables are pill bottles and you just see other reminiscent stuff of, of mixed in with the casino that just made you laugh at the situation. I'm enjoying the game. Um, the game is really funny, very well thought out. Uh, you have to, plenty of collectibles. Uh, the collectibles I thought the funniest were the emotional baggage. 
uh, and you have to go find them and their bat and the tags that go on them and you got to get them together. Um, it's been an overall very positive experience for me. And this is, I feel one of the shining examples of what Xbox is all about. And honestly, I really get to see honest, I've referred to him almost as like the Santa Claus of gaming just because of just how creative and almost friendly Tim Schafer can be. Um, so I'm, I can't wait until I actually get all the way through this game. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, immediately Was it sound crazy enough for everybody. No, immediately <laughs> when I started playing it, Centurion, I, I don't want to say I fell in love with it, but it's just like, it was it just, I immediately felt engrossed. And I just feel like that's again Tim Schafer's writing really coming into play. I thought I, so far I'm, I want to say I'm about three or four hours into it, and it just I don't know everything just feels very well paced and well written. You know what? How about I? Yeah, when you first look at the game, it the character design totally threw me off. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, this is a very interesting way of like. But now as we see, it's trying to obviously have the emphasis on diversity. Um, but then also you just see how I'm going to be upfront and honest, you know, Tim Schafer is even bold enough to have a character smoking a cigarette in this game. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just putting that out there. These are just some of the small things I remember and pick up on from back in the day when, oh my God, somebody had a cigar in their hands. Now, like, that's what I mean. Tim Schafer really knows how to make a very well-crafted game, but also doesn't have to, doesn't sweat like small petty things like that. Yeah. Don't tell the coalition that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's cool. Like I just, I mean, I like, I like the color palette. Uh, I like that it. You know, it, it, this goes back to the first one, but I like that it, again, it plays with things, you know, like, again, certain things about, like, mental health and, you know, the different psychological effects and just the human brain as a whole. And it plays with it very well. It's not, like, really in your face. But, again, you look at the different enemy types. You know, you got these enemies with, like, weights dragging them down and sensors. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just it's very creative and it's very lighthearted. And, and I think it's something that everybody can understand. You know, it's not, like, really thrown in your face. It's just it does it in a very playful and fun way that everybody can relate to. So... Um, I know, Tim, I know you were, uh, talking about playing it on your TV and you were talking about like, I, I think I saw the tweet where it was, you were saying that, you know, it's just very colorful and like everything is popping out if I'm not mistaken. Tim's silent because he's too busy, like having his eyes melted out from his OLED television staring at Psychonauts. <laughs> totally, totally. But, uh. Yeah, no, you know what, like, it's, like, even, even without Tim's commentary, like, I, I really, again, I, I really like colorful, colorful games, I just, I'm really finding this game just beautiful to look at. Not everything needs to be realistic, I mean, I can appreciate mm -hmm. different art forms, but this game just really, uh, drew me in. I'm about, like, story-wise, I'm, I'm about, what, like, maybe two two and a half hours into it i'm just at, i just started the uh, casino area with the, like uh oh, okay yeah exactly like Knox, have See, you... i haven't you're probably at the same spot i'm at then yeah yeah i just like i, I was so engrossed in it but then i had to put it down i have i just haven't had a chance to pick it up since because i've been working this weekend uh Knox, have you been able to play it uh 
recently or since it came out? Oh, yes. Yes, I've, I've had uh, a little bit of time uh, to play um, Psychonauts 2. I think uh, what you said, you know, hits the nail right on the head. Um, it, it's so there was something about it. As soon as I started playing it, I, I kind of feel the quality there. Right. You, you saw the writing. Um, I'm, I just finished the casino. So I'm right after mm. that. Okay. Um, and there's some, I, obviously, I don't want to say it because I don't want to spoil it for you guys. So there's a couple things that happen after that. So I'm maybe after the casino, maybe an hour, hour and a half after the casino. Um, I really like the game. I, yeah. Yeah. The I'm more I play of this, about. yeah. The more I play this game, the more I enjoy it. I think it was such a clever thing. I, I didn't play the first one. So this is um, me going in, you know, with, fresh eyes so um I, I thought it was an it was amazing i think the writing was really witty it was uh it's very funny you know um some of the characters the way they interact with each other um it, it's just great it's and kind of like you guys were mentioning when you're inside someone's mind and then you know you, you have these enemies that they're called like kind of like they're they have the weight and they have like uh, the enemies where you're like, oh, you're not supposed to be here, but I forgot what they're what they're called. I I didn't catch their names. Well, there's the sensors. That, that's the sensor. The, yeah. Oh, the sensor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and like the the boss fights I thought were pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm just surprised I, I'm enjoying this this game as much uh, as I am. But I do I do like I, I do love platformers. Um, mm-hmm. Ori was like one of my favorite games that I played, so I was very surprised how much platforming this game actually has you know and how much exploration and how big the game is you guys will see this game is gonna open up i'm telling you right now and you're gonna be like wow like i still have all this stuff it's 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 pretty wild um i will say like at the right at the beginning of the game so this is not really a spoiler thing but it just wowed me at how seamless everything was working it, it was amazing. Like you were going, you were chasing this individual in the beginning. Everything is 3D. And with like mm-hmm. a second, it changes to 2D. And you have to like do platforming on the 2D. Yeah. I was just like, oh, oh man, this is this is great, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like uh, the characters are are really like you start to care about these characters. Vibrant characters, exactly. Story is very easy to follow, even if you haven't played the first yeah. one. Uh, they do a lot of cool little reference towards the first one that they kind of give you a little bit of context so you're not completely lost. But um, yeah, the barriers when you're inside someone's mind, kind of like how many layers there are there, right? So like you're breaking through one layer to get to another one. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'm just, um, yeah, this game really surprised me. Um, absolutely. I have I have played a couple of Double Fine games and I think I agree with you, Invader. This is probably their best game uh, that they've made so far, and you kind of got to give a, a nod to Microsoft in that regards, right? Mm-hmm. This was this was supposed to yeah. be uh, uh, um, a much smaller, uh, a much smaller game. Tim yeah. Schafer is on record saying that he was going to have to cut a lot of things out, right? And then, yeah, uh, no you, 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 yeah, you you start to think like, oh man this game would you know missing some of these things and, and then you can see that you know with the resources that microsoft is actually able to provide them how polished this game is and and how great it you know how much praise is getting through the community it, it's really well it's really amazing to see well i have to say that i was very impressed with 
um, some of the things that you mentioned, the way they switch off. Uh, the game is very clever. The way I feel like it's cleverly put. It's the, just the the just the way the the um, whether it's the platforming or the you know the the intertwining of words and and stuff like that uh i think is really cleverly done but uh you know i mean listen uh to for it to get the metacritic score um that it got uh i was blown away i thought it would be you know like an 82 to an 83 um you know but this game has been like you know and people like joke around but this game you you hear a lot of people say it's been their game of the year, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's their highest rated. Yeah, um, it's double fine it, game. Yeah, it it is. Well, I think that the first one was eighty eight, or this they're the same. I, I'm pretty sure that they're the same. Um, you know, you know, I think Open Critic, which combines the PC and the Xbox, is an eighty nine. Um, but you know, it's it just goes to show you that, uh, you know. You know, people were like like made fun of the d- double fine uh, acquisition at the time. I remember, and I mean, this is you know, this is a real quality studio, and mm. their their next game is going to be like you know, like you're really going to be like, wow. I mean, uh, you know, so I I just I feel that it's great for Xbox, great for the the community for the gamers that were Xbox. We got you know blessed with a game that. Uh, listen, I don't think anybody expected the game to be as big as it was, to be as close to uh, AAA as it was. Like, like I, I, I thought it would be a small game, um, you know, and you know, it'd be pretty cool. But like playing it, and I'm about where you are, uh, Cyber. Um, I'm just like wow, like it's it's vibrant, it's beautiful, it's funny, it's cleverly put, you know, like everything is just, uh, you know, uh, well done, and you know, uh, I, I'm I'm still playing it because I'm a victim of uh, the the games. Just overall, I'm playing twelve minutes still. Uh, oh, yeah, a lot I love of that game. game. Yeah, like <laughs> Xbox is just killing it right now. Um, but yeah, I, I just uh, I'm just taken back that it's been such a big hit, and how big the game is, and just overall how kind of like it just kind of snuck up on on everyone, and um, you know I'm just happy for uh, for Double Fine and, and Xbox, Microsoft, they got a hit on their hands, and uh, you know I'm sure there'll be a Psychonauts three the way this one went, and. Sure, it went well uh, as far as sales and everything because uh, uh, I heard it's I heard it's doing good. I just like I said, I, 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 just at this point, um, I don't remember a time where Xbox is like doing as well as it is with what's coming up and and uh, you know I, I, I like I think everyone thought that Psychonauts would have been good, but I just didn't think that that anybody really. Uh, myself included, think it would be this good, and you know that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's a real like want and need for these types of games, these platformers. There's been a bit of a resurgence 
in the platforming scene in the like the past uh, couple of years and to have a game like Psychonauts is really shine is really something. And again, I want to see more of these types of games uh, in the genre on the Xbox platform. You know, everybody talks about wanting uh again all of Rare's old IP, their old platformers, you know, come back and you know, like while Psychonauts is a little different at the same time, it's like it's just you know, it's it's really nice. It's really nice to have these uh games that you know, they have a lot of character to them and you yeah. know, they you know, it's just it's really cool. I I, I mean again, I, I really ha some people don't like platformers. I I happen to be a big uh, proponent of them. I'm a big fan and I wanna see more of these. You know, again, Tim talks about Psychonauts mm -hmm. 3. I mean, I've, you know, at this point, again, I haven't beat it or anything, but I could totally see, uh, you know, because of all the feedback I've been seeing. Yeah, you know, it seems like it's quite uh, quite a success. And I'm really happy for Double Fine. I mean, Double Fine wasn't exactly uh, doing too great at one point in time. And uh, now, you know, with Microsoft's backing... You know, it's amazing what they were able to put in. Uh, again, somebody was, uh, Shockley was talking about how they were able to put in uh, boss battles and I think other types of enemies yeah. as well. Um, and if I'm not mistaken too, I think Jack Black makes a cameo in in the game as well. Um, I know him and Tim Shaver have a pretty good relationship there. And it just, again, it just opens up uh, me wondering what Double Fine is going to do next. I, I don't think they're going to be a a huge studio that's going to be in comparison to the likes of 343, Rare, or uh, even Obsidian. But I think they'll they'll grow to a certain size and they'll continue to make uh, these very uh, these games with a lot of character to them. So mm -hmm. yeah, and they don't even need to be that because you can have look at it like mm -hmm. games like Nintendo has some of their platformers. Yeah, they're not on the scale of like God of War, but they'll sell like you know ten million. <laughs> um, you know, if you and you could you have some of those rare IPs. So if they want to kind of make some platformers or go back to a platformer, kind of reimagine it, one we haven't seen in a while, they definitely have some a lot of those rare IP they can definitely uh, take a whack at. So. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, Shockley, what, because uh, I've talked about this with some people too, um, because you look at, like, some of their old IP, such as, like, Banjo or Conker, I mean, if they were to take a stab at one of them, which one would you like to see them uh, do? Um, yeah, I would, I would say Banjo is definitely up their alley, because um, I'm not sure how I'd want, Jet Force Gemini wasn't that much of a platform, but definitely mm. had some in there, um, but, you know, Conquer's probably up their alley too, just kind of with their humor, with their darker, more adult humor. That probably does make more sense. Yeah. Probably out of everything. Yeah, it probably makes the most. Well, I don't know how Phil and the Microsoft feel about Conquer at this point, <laughs> but if but if any of uh, if any studio were to do it, a new Conquer, I would say Double Fine would easily uh, be my pick for a new Conquer, even a Banjo at this point. But I, don't know, I personally, I think they're going to be a new IP studio at this point. Yeah, I don't great, think yeah. I, I don't think Conquer's ever going to get made on Xbox. To be honest, um, I know that might be uh, something that which is crazy because they keep um, just gave the game away. The X yeah, Xbox I, version, it's like. It's like still relevant to them in some way, but it's, and it was in rare replay, so it's like they they kind of well, are wanting to give it away or 
at least give you access to it. Yeah. It's just so weird to me. All you have to do is just if you make a new one of those, like you have well, those listen, are kind of like your big Nintendo IP. I, you have Nintendo's IP basically. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I agree. I think that that uh um I just think I I know Phil's not a big fan of Conquer. So I just mm-hmm. to be honest, uh I don't think that he uh, like the idea of uh, you know having uh, like this dirty guy that with curses that you know appeals to kids, um, and in my opinion, in the job that he has, you have to kind of you know you have to take you have to take things like that, and you have to realize that. Um, you know, it's not as uh, to me. I, I just don't feel like it's as as it's as dire straits as that. Like, I don't think it's that bad. Um, I think it's actually kind of. Uh, I look at it the other way. I think that it's kind of an, a good idea or a funny idea. Um, but I, that's the reason why I don't feel like it's going to be made. I think that it's a little controversial. Um, but I could be wrong. That's just my take. Uh, I think it's a smart IP to look still to, still to look into, um, but uh, I do think Double Fine is going to work on something new, a new IP, and so much for like people say, you know, uh, you know, uh, Xbox Studios is when you, you this, the good studios go there to die, like Nintendo or Rare and stuff like that. Uh, that's obviously not showing. I think that. Uh, Phil's approach and Xbox's approach to these developers is basically hands off and give them what they want, give them a lot of money. And it just goes to show you, if you have the pedigree and the talent and you give them that, that type of access, they're going to deliver. Now, not every developer is built the same way as Double Fine. Um, Double Fine, I think, uh, surprised a lot of people. A very smart Xbox get. Uh you know, uh, you know, they 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 were probably you know probably came at a good price too, um, but it was it was a really smart uh, acquisition, and uh, like I said, uh, you know they could do a game like Conquer, um, I just don't see it, but you know I think that they would be the perfect studio for that, but I do feel like Tim wants to have his um, his own say in his type of game, and it'll probably be absolutely crazy. Uh, and f- unique and funny and clever. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, uh, I don't really. I, I, I like the idea of Tim having a new IP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with Tim on this one. Uh, I think Tim Schaefer is. Uh, he's a very unique guy. He has a lot of unique ideas and concepts. And like, I mean, while I, I have no idea when it, when we're gonna see their next game, obviously they're a smaller team, and I mean they're just coming off of this title. Uh, I'm excited what they have in store. Uh, Tim's writing I really enjoy, and they always come up with unique concepts. I remember a few yeah. months ago uh, showing somebody, uh, what was it the uh, the nesting doll game that they had out a couple of years ago. What was it? A uh, stacking, you know, completely, completely unique idea where it's like you, 
uh, go into these different uh, nesting dolls. Like they're all, they're all like different characters, and then each nesting doll has a, a certain ability to use in a certain level, and they just I don't know. They ha all have different attributes, and I just found that so interesting. And uh, how about how they think outside the box? About how Tim thinks outside the box, and it's just I don't know. I just think they have such unique ideas, and while they may not generate a lot of mainstream attention, I just I think there's a lot of room to grow, and I think the ideas are there. And with the financial backing of Xbox, I mean, who knows? Who knows what he? I I, I really I'm really curious to see what his next big game is. I kind of wish they do another Brutal Legend. I'm kind of biased that way, but again, I have a feeling it's going to be a new IP, but. Yeah, time will tell on that one. Um, but yeah, guys, I'm I'm pretty like excited to play through Psychonauts 2. I'm glad to see it doing well, and I'll be playing through it the next couple of days <laughs> whenever I get some free time. So I'm I'm, I'm just gonna be blasting through it. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Oh, we got uh, just taking a look at the chat here. Uh, oh, Diego, buddy, Dinero Primero. Thank you very much for joining us, buddy. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen you here. Th great to see you as always. As well, we got uh, Dea here, Dia. Uh, I know Cotton was here, and uh, Cotton's a pretty cool fella. Noof Nukem, uh, always a pretty colorful fella. Uh, Psychonauts, ATL, Nine Lives, Mike from NLG Gaming. Thank you very much, buddy. HTK, Lady Foxfire, and so many more. We really appreciate you all joining us tonight. And hey, guys, if you are enjoying the commentary, our little chat here about all things Xbox, hey, definitely give it a like, thumbs up, and uh, share it out on uh, Twitter and all the social media. Um, it's greatly appreciated. Now, on that note, guys, on to some other bits of news, some PlayStation news, actually. And a few days ago, uh, PlayStation announced a slew of different additions that you can get for uh, the their title Horizon Forbidden West. And in my opinion, uh, the game looks pretty good. I'm looking forward to it. And the the collector's edition actually looks really good. The uh, Regala version with the uh, that sweet sweet statue. I don't know, I'm I'm I know a lot of people mm -hmm. have been looking at that one. I think it's pretty dope. But with that said, guys, there was some uh, controversy, a lot of talking points here. And originally, in order to get the uh, cross-gen upgrade from the PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5, you would have needed to buy either the like the Deluxe Edition or the various uh, different Collector's Edition. And uh, let's just say that it was met with a lot of uh, backlash. <laughs> a lot of people didn't like that. And since then, actually, uh, Sony's updated the situation, and uh, they made a big U-turn, I guess you could say. And now they'll offer uh, the well, offer the version of uh, Horizon Forbidden West with uh, a free upgrade, all of the versions. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm kind of curious about what everybody's thoughts on this are, because again, Sony did a pretty quick turnaround here uh shockley buddy um you know that was a pretty fast huh like what do you think about all this about sony kind of uh making a, a 180 here yeah it's, it's pretty interesting i i mean i was all the way back to last summer um i was i've gotten to so many uh you know back and forth on twitter about smart delivery people saying like oh just cross by sony will do the same thing um and now we're seeing, you know, what has come of it. Um, but it's it's just it's just funny because I've been 
thinking about it like before this got announced um i was like well i was just wondering like what the pricing was going to be um because you had miles morales they were smart in a way of like hey we'll just make it the same price for you buy the ps4 digital copy you buy the ps5 digital copy either one you buy it's the same price so they're not getting into this weird uh because now they're into this scenario which i didn't think they were going to put themselves in where they're going to sell the ps5 version digitally for 70 dollars, but if you're smart <laughs> you just buy the ps4 digital version and just take the free upgrade <laughs> um so it's just weird how this came about but the i think the main thing that they didn't even need to go that far they could have just done what they decided to do with for gt sport or not gt gt sport but gt7 and god of war where they're just going to do six dollar version for ps4 and do a ten dollar upgrade they could have just done that uh with horizon the main issue with horizon was if you bought the ps4 version because right now you can't get a ps5 you either buy the sixty dollar version and then have to double dip a whole you know another sixty dollars or maybe if it's discounted by then buy that whole version again mm-hmm. or you just pony up the dough and pay the 80 now and you know just in case you do get a ps5 well then you didn't have to spend a whole nother 60 it was just a ridiculous all they had to do is that a simple like ten dollar upgrade or twenty dollar something like it's just such a ridiculous process and i imagine the save issue is going to be just as ridiculous that's the other thing with smart delivery people don't understand it's not just cross buy it makes it seamless like when i had to do the remastered spider-man i had literally had to download i had the ps5 version on my ps5 (laughs) and then i had to download the ps4 version of uh of just the regular spider-man to transfer the save over i had to keep both games on there until i got the save over it was it was just a tedious process that wasn't seamless and a lot of people didn't understand it quite because i tried i thought i did it but that because i uploaded the save to the cloud so i thought oh i'll just download the remastered version and i can just download my save from the cloud of the ps4 game no you actually had to download both games download the save from the cloud to the p to the for the ps4 version then you know basically manually transfer it over to the other game. it was just a ridiculous process like i don't understand why there was no forethought like their, their uis the next gen ui but it can't <laughs> they didn't think of any of these software things that are more you know make it feel more next gen but uh at least they came around to it rather quickly um and to all those people that said Oh, we took Jim Ryan's words out of context. Obviously, we didn't because they even said it themselves. <laughs> they made the commitment to to you know have that game. They named it specifically that they that's what they meant when they said that. So, um, but at least they came around. But they didn't. Someone did. Uh, some Sony fans did point out um, that they mentioned that other titles that might be cross gen. So I wonder if there's any other. You know, whatever that their showcase here. I wonder if there's going to be like we haven't even seen a glimpse of God of War, and it's coming to cross. It's a cross gen yeah. game, so anything, I anything if moving forward. Anything moving, anything moving forward. There's nothing to interrupt, but uh, they did comment on that. Anything moving forward after this is going to apply the ten dollar up, upgrade charge. Yeah. Which yeah. I wonder what those games are that they haven't even announced yet that are going to be cross gen and not. PS5 because 
from now on, outside of Halo, Halo's like the last game that we possibly know of that's a cross-gen Xbox game. All of the other ones have only been announced for series consoles or PC. So it's mm-hmm. weird how that flipped. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, remember, remember, Shock, um, you know, Xbox was getting heat like a year and a half ago or whatever, two years ago, because they had stated that, again, they were going to be supporting the older games but again like with smart delivery and whatnot it's not such a big deal but like slowly again it was trickled out from playstation from sony's side yeah. that you know they were doing this and it's like oh well but and they... people say that about jim ryan's comments if like well they didn't say all games well first off there was no reason the timing of when he said it there was no reason for him to say it because that's what they've done with every playstation game they've always had little games where they didn't just drop support so there was no reason to say it and he said it twice he said it in the showcase and he said it in an interview we all know what he meant and when they had the ps5 reveal ign the biggest gaming site and all the other gaming sites for three months ran with ps5 only games miles morales they literally have the list go on their website they're still there miles morales and Horizon uh, Forbidden West, PS5 only titles for three months until September came around. And that's when they broke the news to everybody. Everybody's like, wait, for three months, you didn't correct anybody. What the hell? <laughs> so that's why people were caught off guard. And then that's when they tried to say, well, we'll give you the upgrade for free. But then they didn't even commit to that until this backlash. So it's just funny how this all played out. Blew up in their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Centurion, do you have any thoughts on uh, this matter? Like uh, with the whole, you know, kind of like this conundrum with the PS5 upgrades. It's like, you know, for a couple of of days, uh, PlayStation was uh, sticking to it. And then, you know, all of a sudden they do a turnaround. Like, you know, (laughs) did they just kind of clue in that it's like, uh, this doesn't look too good? Well, I kind of chuckled when I first saw all the announcements and I was like, oh, look. Um, no, no upgrade path or a real established up, upgrade path. Once again, I was, I was surprised at the fact that Sony was probably not going to do anything about this because no offense to anybody. There was not really too big of a backlash. Like I, I'm just going to be upfront when Microsoft tried to raise the price of Xbox live, the whole world lost their damn mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, with PlayStation, they could come out and blatantly lie. Jim Ryan lied. He could claim it was an accident now, but at the point he lied. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now all of a sudden they, they did, they probably would have left it as is until some of the bigger media publications started pointing out that Jim Ryan did basically say that they should have gotten this. We're also seeing that it's almost like, um, it's like greatness awaits to the ones who pay. So it's definitely a total um, different mindset when it comes to um, what they want to do with the product that they put out and how they want to deliver the product to the consumer. Um, Microsoft has been trying to find more ways of giving the consumer more bang for their buck, where um, Sony is definitely trying a different direction. Um, This completely does not shock me. Um, It's... And, you know, I don't really know how to feel about that. You know, I want to play this game. I'm going to get it on PS5. I'm going to enjoy it. 
but also at the same time, I am going to be shaking my head and also grateful for the fact that I only use my PS5 for exclusives because it's starting to appear that uh, pretty much uh, PlayStation is going to become the Cadillac of gaming. I mean, you're going to mm. pay an absorbent amount for leather seats and, and heated steering wheels and all this other great stuff that really doesn't add too much fluff to the fact that it's, it, you know, it is what it is. So therefore, I'm glad that I've established myself on the, the Xbox ecosystem because it does seem like it's going to get rather expensive to uh, game extremely heavily on the PlayStation side, at least for right now. You made a good comment about Cadillac Gaming because before this happened or before they corrected it, if you wanted the physical version and upgrade, then you have to buy that like one with the giant statue that was like super expensive to get both versions. Well, there's the a couple version. Yeah, there's like a couple of different uh, collector's editions, but like they're both, I believe, like a couple of hundred bucks. Uh, they just vary like, you know, 50 or 100 yeah. bucks between the two. But yeah, basically that it was like that. And what was it? The uh, a lot of people are talking about the photo mode as well. That was locked behind uh, the special editions <laughs> yeah. as well. See, in my it's kind of funny in my industry, we had a company just recently do this. Um, the use of robotics is not very used heavily in my industry, and we are, I have one of my manufacturers who just recently, a few months ago, about a year ago, switched everything to robotics. They raised their price across the board almost 30 35% on all of their products purely because they came out and said that, well, there's a massive quality difference between having a human being assemble it and a robot assemble it. And they're ba they basically pulled a power move of this is just the way we feel about quality now when there was no rhyme or reason to raising the price in the first place. And I really do feel that PlayStation is doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Knox, like, what's your take on this? Because, um, you know, I, I think of the guys here on the panel make a good point. That's like you know, Xbox uh, guys, you know, whenever they see something, they don't like they're very vocal about it uh, for better or for worse. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, it was it was just kind of quiet on like the PlayStation side of things. I mean, uh, you know, after a little while, you know, uh, you know, they started knocking on Sony's door and then Sony thankfully changed their tune. But like, you know, what do you think about all this? Oh man, how long you got? Because this is <laughs> this is one of those topics that you know sometimes brings my blood pressure up a little bit. Um, I to this day, first of all, let me say something. Whatever you do with your hard work, earn money. That's on you. Okay, you want to spend two hundred fifty dollars on on the the luck on a of on addition on a gaming you want to go out out of town do what that, it, it's your right you could do whatever you want so this is just literally my opinion right i have a very consumer minded kind of kind of mind first right i'm always thinking about the consumer regardless of my uh financial means right so I did. It's funny you should say about the photo uh, <laughs> photo mode unlocks because I had a tweet out and I posted um, the different versions that they were showing at the time, and I said, "Are they really locking photo mode behind a paywall?" You know, WTF? And like the tweet got a little bit of traction, not not too much, but um, and then somebody pointed out to me on the, on the thread, they were like, "Hey, no." 
this just means photo 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 mode is unlocked, but this just means if you want to use special stickers mm-hmm. in different in different poses within photo mode, that's what's unlocked. Yeah. And I just wrote LOL below that. Because are we really justifying poses and stickers on a photo mode? Like, what are we talking about? What are we doing here? What are we talking about? Whoa, 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 wait a minute. There's stickers? Where's my damn wallet? Where's my wallet? Exactly. Like I said, people do what you want with your money, okay? That's not what I'm here to, like, I'm not here to judge anyone. But what I'm asking is, tell me one game, one next-gen game that's worth $70. I haven't seen one. You know what I mean? And it's just like, what is this $10 upgrade? Is it just because it's it's what's always has been? It's, you know, what we're going to continue to do? You can't say it's because you guys are not making money because your financial uh, charts tell you something completely different. You know what I mean? So I don't understand where this this $10 difference comes from. Now, there's a community that has learned this, and that's the PC community. They understand that they are the consumers first, and these companies literally depend on them for them to, you know, for them to be successful. And it seems here that we're all, a lot of us are stuck in this mindset that, you know, no, I got to go, I got to go hard for the company that I want to be part of, you know? And I just, I couldn't, I can't understand that. And for them to, first of all, they are very tactical with this announcement, right? They, in my personal opinion, I said, let's put this out. Let's see how everyone's going to react, right? And then we have a showcase next week, which we're going to, you know, we're going to knock it out of the park. I think Sony's going to bring their A game next week. That's for sure. But for mm-hmm. also with that, depending on the announcement, we're going to give them uh, an up an update on uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. We're going to put it at 60 frames for them. Not a problem. You know, so they're going to throw something in your face first. And then come with roses and, you know, you know, here's something for you to wipe. So you forget about what I just did. And um, the only reason why and the only thing that happened here was that they solidified that from here on out, everything that they put out that is a cross-gen title is going to get the $10 upgrade. They will never mention anything about being a free upgrade again, you know, because they just want that extra $10. And I don't understand why that is. Is that ten dollars really worth the ramifications that could happen with the marketing and everything else that goes on on the on the mind share of all these consumers? Because you have Microsoft doing the exact opposite. So how many times are you gonna get to have you know you're gonna get slapped in the face here and there before you look elsewhere and then you potentially see that there's you know a better ecosystem or something or an ecosystem that's offering you something better for your for your money you know i i just don't understand that now i sony can kind of get away with this because they have consistently put out quality products right like you can't deny you know horizon zero dawn to a lot of people amazing game god of war you know the last of us like you see the quality just you know fuses out of their game so they have the equity that they kind of play with, but they have to be very careful, you know, but of how much they're letting, like they're, they're how much equity they have. So they don't run out with the, you know, with the fan base and the mind share, because whether you like it or not, you know, for every, 
every person that they that doesn't care about this announcement, there are a couple or a few of them that they are say, hey, you know what they did here? They literally just lied to our face. Now every corporation, sure, they'll twist words, they'll you know lie to you here and there, and come you know come back on their word, but you can see that they literally this to me almost calculated. Let's let's see. Let's throw this out there. I, we know we said we're gonna give it to. Uh, it was gonna be a free upgrade last year. We mentioned that. Let's throw this out there. See what happens. And if it goes one way, okay, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna you know tell them we're gonna we're gonna have a showcase from them next week, and we're gonna give them uh, uh, another update for Horizon Zero Dawn so they can play at sixty frames. So we all I mean, know that sixty frame patch was done months ago come on a thousand percent but that's the thing that kills me right like this here and and then you hear the the banter back and forth between you know playstation fans and xbox fans and things like that and like like there are clearly individuals who do this just you know for obviously for likes and things like that but there are also extremely intellectual individuals out there that that keep you know um like justifying something like this and you look at it as a consumer and you're like what are we talking about here and one thing that you mentioned invaded like you said you're from canada like this ten dollar price hike people a lot of people like to throw that word like oh it's just ten dollars it's just ten dollars here but this the the, U, the the u.s dollars is actually you know unfortunately changing the price here ten dollars and this is going to be like the main coin that they're using to you know use the the currency for everywhere else that's like a 30, 30, 35, even sometimes even 50% price increase everywhere else. You know what I mean? I'm I'm from Brazil originally, so I have a lot of, of friends down there. So I know how much it costs to play games down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a price, like a change of price like that, it's like a $50 price change, you know, obviously in Brazilian currency down there. And it's different for a lot of people. So it, it just, it's... Near and dear to my heart, I, I'm still waiting for, um, you know, a game to show me, hey, what, you know, what what makes this different? What makes this ten dollar, you know, price increase worth it? And I haven't seen one. I, you know, I, I refuse to pay that ten dollars. I'll I'll wait for it. I'll pay. I'll, I'll buy it on sale. Obviously, with with um, I don't. I didn't get a PS5 yet. I still have my my uh, my PS4. So I'm good. I mean. It just sucks to see that. And you look at the digital deluxe edition, everything is like you literally get nothing. Mm-hmm. Everything you're getting is digital now at the age. And it might be, you know, fine for some people, but you don't have anything physically to you for, for you to, you know, literally have, you know, for something for you to look at. You have to consistently, and, and most of the stuff that comes out, digital soundtrack comic book things like that you're gonna be able to find it online anyway mm-hmm. so i don't know people will do exactly what they want with their money do but i i just i don't see it man i i don't know i think that you know they try to pull a fast one got caught gave them a couple of uh roses to make it up and <laughs> everybody seems to be happy with it now so mm-hmm yeah, it's just, again, like kind of what uh, Centurion and Shockley were pointing out, though. It's one of those things where, you know, 
every all of the different like media outlets um they pretend to not be partisan but you know i have to say at the same time it's like well it, at times it looks pretty obvious like you know who they root for and yeah, yeah. you know if this was if this was something that xbox was doing you would be oh. hearing it 10 times more I can actually I can add on yeah. to that. When Xbox did the did the uh, the price hike on Xbox Live, it it pretty much in certain crowds was an attack on the lower mm. on the lower class people who didn't have money. How dare you write, raise the price on Xbox Live in the time of a pandemic? I will I remember those arguments, but it's completely okay. For us to tell you you're getting something and then a shell game, charge you more over here, charge you a couple bucks over there, uh, twist some words over here, but it's completely not as big of a deal. Just saying. That Xbox Live price hike too was it, it was insane. Like whoever whoever okay that I was just like whoa. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I understand mm-hmm. the value that they were trying to give you. You know, hey, look at Game Pass Ultimate. Look at how much value you're getting compared to Live. But pushing people one direction. But that was just I was just like wow. That was a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, you know, there's a few things to add to this too, because I really don't think that like PlayStation's still ready to move on from last generation. Like, uh, kind of like what Fastback is saying in the chat here. Sony's capitalizing on the PS4 uh, success. One thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you look at Microsoft, they're obviously ready to move on from the Xbox One, but they're doing a lot of good due diligence and uh, being smart with the fan base and, you know, do, with the smart delivery system, it's a it's a very easy setup, a very easy process, and there's, there's a lot of benefits to the consumer. Whereas Sony, mm-hmm. they have, what, 110, at least 110 million consoles from the PlayStation 4. Yeah. You know, you want to continue to, uh, you know, to get something out of that. And then with all the, sh- uh, the shortages going on with the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles, I mean... You know, I mean, I sort of see it from a, a business perspective. It, it makes total sense on their end. But, you know, for us, it's like, no, no, we're not playing ball with that. No. no. Yeah, it, and Veda, to what you just mentioned, la- last year when they announced Miles Morales, I, I can't remember if it was May or April, but and they announced it as a, a PS5 only game. Remember, there was a whole controversy on Twitter and things like mm. that. I, I don't know if I was talking to somebody or I tweeted it myself. I said, there is absolutely no way Sony is going to leave out 110 plus million consoles of potential sales that they have there, you know, on just the beginning of a generation. That would be insane, you know, and just like just like everything else, like they they you know tell you one thing then they see what the reaction is going to get and then they all oh, know we're going to put this on ps4 as well so you know it's just you know their business strategy for right now i um i just think that they have so much equity that they, they don't think they can lose it with their fans and you know the sad thing is when they show this next showcase it, if, if they knock it out of the park which i'm assuming they will absolutely will like nobody's going to remember this either it's just going to be another they're just going to be like, hey, it's fine. Well, it's the Sony, truth is, you know? the truth is, Knox, is that they have to. They have to show something because they've been silent yeah. while Xbox and even Nintendo has shown some stuff. And they've been 
you know, they've had to push back a few titles and, you know, there's been a, f- a few delays at their end and, you know, you can tell that things aren't going exactly smoothly, but that's, you know, that's the effect of the whole industry right now because of, uh, of again, you know, the global circumstances going on. I think people are understanding there, but, uh, you know, it's a little bit of slim pickings at their end now and people are kind of curious what they have in the uh, the pipeline besides um, Horizon uh, Forbidden West. I mean, it's great that they have a release date, but it's like, okay, where's uh, God of War? Or, uh, what's happening with Abandoned and a whole bunch of other titles? So, yeah, just very curious. Very, very curious. But uh, I'm glad that they did this reversal. You know, it's good for everybody. And, uh, you know, competition is a good thing, guys. It's really good. I'm glad Absolutely. to see that they learned. So... You know, good on PlayStation for that one. But uh, you know what, guys? I think um, uh, does any actually before I move on, does anybody have anything else to add to this? No. Okay. All right. I on that note, uh, I think I'll uh, call it a night. And you know what, guys? I gotta say, it's a very very fun chat tonight overall. Uh, lots of comments regarding uh, like Gamescom. We definitely put our thoughts into that. Uh, Psychonauts 2, we had a lot to say on that one. And, you know, about this whole Horizon Forbidden West, uh, PlayStation 4 to 5 upgrade, cross-gen nonsense situation. I'm glad everything got cleared up there by Sony. Um, really just a great time overall. And, you know, I certainly hope all of you listening in enjoyed everything as well. And I got to say a massive shout out to all the wonderful people that joined in tonight. Uh, really, really, really appreciate it, fellas. Um, if you did enjoy the show tonight, then again, consider dropping a like, subbing to the channel, and sharing this out across your favorite social media networks. It is greatly appreciated on our behalf. Cybernox bud it was a blast getting you on tonight and uh, you know just hearing all your different commentary and again i know we were uh working behind the scenes trying to get you on for a while now and it was well worth it uh where can all of our listeners follow you at bud i appreciate that it was i had a great time guys hope that i didn't talk too much sometimes i get a little bit too passionate and you know i just keep on talking and talking and talking so had a great time centurion tim shockley obviously you and Vita. i appreciate the invite i was glad that i could make it today um yeah guys just uh on twitter everywhere cybernox are uh, pretty simple i'm working on a xbox centric channel keep an eye on the lookout for that and um yeah that's it i had a blast being here again i appreciate the invite and you know guys just stay safe out there you know and i keep on gaming Mm -hmm. well said brother we really appreciate that Knox will uh definitely hit you up sometime soon uh let's see here on to the txr regulars and eric shockley buddy hey uh you had lots of stuff to say tonight and uh very very well said on that account on all the different topics uh, where can everybody follow you at but yeah as always you can find me at shock Nero on twitter easy shock on xbox live but yeah thanks for our guests for stopping by definitely some awesome uh points and banter um <laughs> i finally got moved in so that's a uh, Plus, and they didn't break my old CRT TV because <laughs> I was like, just mm-hmm. out of everything, if you break that, I can't replace it. Mm-hmm. But uh, about to set up, get that all set up, and I'm just glad to be in a house where I'm not going to be thinking about moving, like you know, <laughs> being in more of a permanent gaming spot. So, but catch you guys later. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, glad to hear you're all set up there, Shockley. Uh, I know you've been uh, moving stuff all around, getting all set up, so uh, glad to hear that you're all settled in. Um, but yeah, moving on. Tim Buddy, good stuff tonight, as always, the uh, passionate Xbox aficionado mm -hmm. that you are. Where can everybody find you at, bud? Uh, XCloud Tim Dog on Xbox and Twitter. Um, great show, Cybernox. Great, great guests. Uh, a lot of chemistry. Very good. Um, interesting to hear. Uh, yeah, no problem. Interesting to hear your points and um, you know a lot of good stuff we talked about. And uh, see you next week. Uh, have a nice Labor Day weekend. And uh, see you next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right, Tim, uh, to the point and well said. And uh, Centurion Buddy, hey, uh, why don't you tell everybody where, uh, you know, everyone can find your next video and, uh, you know, what you're working on next. Well, uh, thank you, gentlemen. It was an amazing show tonight. Definitely enjoyed chatting with everybody, especially with you, Mr. Cybernox. Uh, it was good to have a great conversation with you. For those of you interested in finding um, finding my content and the crazy things I do, like uh, my current fanboy video, uh, you'll be able to find me at Centurion1307 on YouTube. You can also find me there uh, at Centurion1307 on Twitter and Xbox Live. Um, you can also find me right here. Wow, I'm all over the place. You can also find me right here every Sunday night on the TXR podcast with these amazing gentlemen. You can also find me every Saturday night with the awesome guys over on the shop podcast. And yes, as Invader mentioned, I'm constantly trying to put out um, content as often as I can around my crazy work schedule. Um, always trying to do something to make people laugh. Um, I hope people don't really take the jokes I do there too seriously. It is all meant as good fun in the end and really just something to make you laugh and just enjoy gaming again. That's really what it is. So hopefully see you there. Well, if anybody took those videos seriously, the ones that I'm thinking about, uh, they need to find their funny bone. So I just don't want because I've had, you know, desensitized because I've had a couple people be like, no one asked Halo to remove the co-op. And it's like, I know nobody asked Halo to remove the co-op, but it's just having fun with the situation because it's what can we do to change it? Mm hmm. Yeah, I know. It's just poking fun, like you said. So, you know, again, it's check out his videos, his fanboy videos, guys. Centurion is uh, quite the comedian. But uh, <laughs> let's see Thanks. here. And to round things out, guys, uh, to round out the crew, this is Invader, and you guys can find my content over on YouTube at Invader Gaming. I'm also on a wide variety of uh, alternative media sites, such as uh, BitChute and Mines. You can definitely, you know, just under the same game, uh, same name, Invader Gaming. Again, really fun show tonight, fellas, and we are already looking forward to uh, next week's offerings. It uh, looks like we got a couple of shows to cover already. So I'm already looking forward to the news. Later, guys.